Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. In this video, I'm going to share with you common misconceptions and myths about property investing. Now, you might know some of them, but I'm certain you won't know every single one. So in this video, you're going to learn at least one thing about a common myth or a misconception that you weren't aware of previously. There are many myths and misconceptions thrown around when it comes to property investing. Now, believing these property investing myths and making purchase choices uh, because of those myths or misconceptions can increase your exposure to risk and affect your ability to build what I would call a profitable and sustainable property portfolio and business because that's important in my view. It needs to be sustainable and needs to be profitable because it needs to serve you for whatever you need it to serve you for. So here are some of the common property investing myths that uh, I come across that I think you may want to be aware of. You might know some of them anyway, uh, but I'll share them and if you already know them, fine. If you don't, then you've learned something new because every day is a school day. Number one. Property prices always increase. And if you've seen my video on the potential for a property crash, you'll know exactly why. But briefly, remember that the property market cycle follows a particular path, which is called boom and bust, and some people will hate me for using that, but that's how it works. And you've seen over the past few years, especially since the 2008 financial crash, uh, that there's been a steady increase uh, in the cost of a property, uh, but as history tells us, and history is a fantastic teacher, by the way, and we should study it as best as we can and as often as we can, that there will be a property crash at some point. So property prices don't always go up, they do go down, uh, but when they do go down, they go up at some point in the future as well. You just don't want to get caught in the middle somewhere. Number two, only the wealthy can afford to invest in property, uh, and many people don't consider investing in property because they believe you need to be wealthy and have more cash uh, and have more assets in order to make more money. Uh, and Or rather, many people think you need to have a massive deposit in order to become a property investor. However, that's not necessarily true uh, because I know lots of people who've got no money uh, or who started working in property. And they've got fantastic stories, by the way. And you can do the same. Now, while some investments can be costly, there are certain strategies where you've got the opportunity to leverage other people's money or leverage opportunities, and you need to learn those and take advantage of those. So for example, an investor can take their first step into property by leveraging existing equity in their own home if they've got one, or, or accessing any hard-earned savings if they've got any, or talking to their parents or family members to get some cash from them, or uh, talking to any investors or you can do rent to rent, so you use other people's assets to create a cash flow. You keep some and you give some to them. That means you don't actually own the asset, but you own the actual rental income stream. And that works incredibly well. And then you've got things like deal sourcing, where you find deals, package them up, and sell them on. So you don't need a deposit for that. Number three, capital appreciation is a reason or the main reason to buy. This is wrong. 
because cash flow is always king and capital appreciation is a nice to have side bonus. Don't do it for the capital appreciation. Do it to create regular cash flow. As I covered in point one, when a crash does happen, uh, and if you need to rely solely on capital appreciation, what happens if you're highly leveraged, which many property investors are, and your properties go into negative equity? You're gonna have a problem. And we don't want that. We wanna keep you away from problems. That's the whole point of having this channel and other channels, by the way, on social media to give you the advice. Now with a good cash flow being property, uh, it's not gonna impact you too much because if the cash flow covers the debt and you've got obviously a margin there, your own income stream might be squeezed, but you can continue covering the debt. The challenge is when you have to refinance, uh, that's when if you're in negative equity, you've got a problem. Myth number four, buying new property is better than buying an old property. Uh, newly built or planned properties can be more appealing uh, and can give you certain benefits. I'm building 49 at the moment uh, in Baker in Boston, so I think uh, that has a place. Uh, and uh, new properties obviously are reasonably well done up. This, everything's new, uh, so you don't have to spend much money, if anything, usually uh, on the property at the start. Uh, however, that's not to say that new properties are the best. I think old properties have character. Uh, they are in, they might be in an area that you like. Uh, and the good thing about an ex existing property is it might come with a tenant. If you've got a tenant, you've got rental income coming in, it's going to work better. So it's not always true to have a newly built property. Myth number five, purchasing below value property guarantees profit. Now, this depends on how the market value uh, is defined at the time and that value may not hold up in the future. Uh, so you want to be careful about that. For example, if a property is purchased below market value, which is a good thing to do if you can do it, uh, but you buy it below market value at the height of the boom, uh, then in hindsight, six months later, when property uh, prices crash, uh, the below market value might be too much as well, depending on uh, the margin that you've got. So something which looks good at the time you buy it, and then the, the, the shift in the cycle and it's a decline, uh, it might not look so good at all. So during a booming market, it's generally more difficult to achieve higher discounts because there's more demand uh, and less supply or not enough supply. Uh, but you just still need to make sure that you're working sensibly and smartly within your own defined criteria and conditions uh, and don't worry too much about what the market's doing per se. Make sure the deal fits in with your criteria. At the same time, if you buy a property uh, when it's at an all-time low, uh, there'll be tend to be less buyers, so there's more deals, so you can negotiate better. More, more, more people want to sell, things aren't selling as quickly so you'll get bigger discounts. This is why people make more money when property market crashes as opposed to when it's going up because any person can make money when, when property's going up. You don't need to be that smart really because it's going up and you're just part of the rising tide. Myth number six, investing is extremely risky or complicated. Now, one of the most common property investment myths is that investing is extremely risky. Uh, and I would say to you that depends really, uh, because after all, you never know how successful your rental property uh, will be. 
And if you don't like risk, then take less risk. Or if you don't like risk, find ways to mitigate risk. That's, and you can do that. Now, while it's essential to recognize that there is some risk, because obviously you're taking loans and then you might be doing some planning gains or building extensions or houses, there are benefits to investing in rental properties. And the first one and the main one is rental properties generate you rental income and profit every single month. So if you invest in the stock market, say, uh, where the market fluctuates consistently and constantly, uh, you're receiving consistent income with your property, but you might not do with your shares. Uh, so in that way, you could say shares are more risky, and I think people would agree shares are more risky than uh, property. And while there are risks involved in any investment, and you should take advice on that risk before you go further, you can limit those risks by using the right strategy and diversifying and making sure you do your due diligence. That's extremely important. Myth number seven, time is everything. Some people assume that you could lose out on profits if you don't have time to invest in your investment strategy correctly. That said, there is no perfect time to invest. So this is more about timing. As in, if you don't do it at the right time, you're gonna miss out. Uh, there's no better time than now, uh, and there's no good to, good time to make a decision because you, when you go to do it, you, you just gotta do it and you just crack on with it. Uh, now you wanna make sure that you consider your financial stability and situation, and you're familiar with buying houses before making a large purchase. When it comes to timing the housing market, it's a bad idea, hard to plan, nobody knows, so I say, don't attempt it. Why try and do the near impossible? There's no point whatsoever. I mean, you can research the market, take a note of market predictions and where things are going. You're not gonna get it right. It's just gonna be a guess. Everybody's guessing. Nobody has a crystal ball. Number eight, you have to be a homeowner first. For some reason, there are lots of people out there, by the way, who believe they've gotta own their own home first before you invest in rental properties. Nothing could be further from the truth because there are people out there who say if you don't buy your own property, rent out and use that uh, capital to invest in property and use the profits to basically pay rent on, on the home that you're renting and then you can have whatever home you want to some extent as long as you create the income. I think that's absolutely right. Uh, so having uh, your own home is not a prerequisite to buying a rental property. It just depends on what you're, what you're comfortable with. I think generally speaking in this country here, we feel more successful, we feel more stable, we feel more comfortable if we own our own home. There are lots of people out there who can't do that right now, unfortunately, uh, due to the, the market and, and how things work. Uh, so renting isn't a bad thing per se. Now in some cases, you can obviously sell your own home, buy a few rental properties, and then use that money, like I said earlier, uh, to cover the rent. I think that's a smart strategy. Uh, if you're comfortable with it, do it. If you're not, don't do it. I don't do it, by the way, but I, I still think it's smart. But that's because it's not as easy for me to get out of my own home and rent another one because I've got other people who are part of that decision-making process. Myth number nine, renovating uh, a fixer-upper is easy money. Now, fixer-uppers have been subject to many TV shows, and I'm sure you've seen some of them. And if you're not familiar with flipping a home, essentially, it's a process where you buy an investment property or buy a property uh, to refurbish it, to change it, to improve it, and then sell it quickly for a higher price. So you're buying below market value, adding value, and then selling based on the value that you've created. Sounds like a lucrative idea and a lucrative lifestyle. 
thanks to all the property flipping shows on TV, many sometimes incorrectly assume that buying and renovating what's called a fixer-upper is a quick way to get rich or do well. Uh, and it can be profitable, and I'm a big fan and advocate of it, uh, but if you're buying a dilapidated home or a property and fixing it is no easy feat. There are lots of things that can go wrong. It's complicated uh, and it could put you off and you can have a very harsh and costly lesson. It requires, I think, a huge amount of research. You need to analyze all your costs and to have a good, stable strategy and you need to buy right and then make sure you do everything efficiently. Uh, and indeed, having a good team, a power team to advise you on that is essential. Uh, so you will have, I believe, a good architect who can help you by utilizing the space well enough, depending on how big the property is and if you're building an extension or changing uh, the layout or adding more rooms. At the same time, you need a good uh, planning consultant if you're going through the planning process. And then the really important people, like the, an electrician, a plumber, an accountant, a lawyer, uh, you need to make sure you've got that power team with you who can support you to, through this, because this is not a one-person game. This is a team sport for all the extents and purposes. However, when it's done properly, investing in a fixer-upper is a solid strategy, good income, it's fun, it's exciting, every product is different, uh, and it's a good business model to have, by the way, and a good additional strategy to have. Number 10, property investment allows you to get rich quickly. Now, we've heard, or you've heard, some of the stories uh, and the tales of the rags to riches, and you, but you've also heard uh, when somebody bought a property in January, I want to sell it in April, let's say, at a hugely increased price and value to pocket a large profit. So they've made money in three or four months and life's never going to be the same for them ever again because it's going to be improved. The reality is that most successful investors are those who plan their investments with a long-term view. There is no real get-rich-quick, by the way. I've not seen it yet. and I've been in this for the best part of 21, 22 years now. Number 11, any property will do. As long as it's property, it's going to make money. Now, one myth about property investment is the idea that any property will do the, the business, do the trick, will, will make you money. It doesn't matter what you buy, or where you buy it, overall it's going to be a good uh, investment eventually. And that is true, it's like a bad, bad, bad haircut, uh, it's going to grow out, uh, but why do you want to go through all that pain? Why not buy smart property with smart investments that serve you well over a, a longer period? rather than sweating it out, having sleepless nights, worrying about a bad investment, and waiting 20 years for that bad haircut to grow out. So I think it's important you know your strategy, do your research, have the right people around you, and you have your own criteria and conditions that you work towards and your non-negotiables. Because if you have that, you're gonna have a structure and clarity in place that's gonna help you to build an exceptional property business. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.